0: Sister Power.
1: It's about to get funky.
0: Welcome to part two of our David Bowie deep dive into the mind, the music, the raw sexuality, (laughs) the free
1: handbook, the fashion, David Bowie,
0: everything Bowie. We ended our last episode in the middle of hunky dory, a beautiful, perfect album. Perfect. And we're going to go through station to station.
1: It's going to get weird.
0: We're going to play some good music. We're going to laugh. We're going to have some fun. Lots of fun. Let's have some fun. Let's go. Provided, of course, once again. And people have been emailing me, "Davin, you got to start charging people for this content. I said no. We do this podcast for free. We do it to get you through the day. All right, right, (laughs) let's listen to some David Bowie podcast deep dive. Here we go, Sister Bauer. (laughs) Well, now that we've discussed our plan going forward, we are only on Hunky Dory. You know, the cover is super iconic. For a really long time, um, I thought that this cover was supposed to be David Bowie, Dressed like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz.
1: Really? Because it
0: kind of looks like he has pigtails. But what I'm getting now is actually more of a man who sold the earth hippie vibe. Cause I thought that was kind of a weird thing. Like I always thought, why does David Bowie look like he lives in Kansas during the Dust Bowl? I on the cover never of this album. Of
1: that.
0: You really never thought that? No. The font is kinda of cool too. It's like a very hippie font though.
1: Yeah.
0: This is kind of an interesting, like, in the middle, because you listen to a song like Queen Bitch, which is very, very Ziggy Stardust. And then most of the other songs on the album are either solo acoustic, even though they're way less rambling than they are on, like, Space Oddity. They're more like pop structure. Mm -hmm. It's either that or they're like a piano ballad, like Life on Mars or Changes. I mean, it's definitely, you have to listen to Hunky Dory. If you yeah. haven't listened to this, you don't know shit about David Bowie and you should and just we stop can't listening. Help you. I mean, you probably should stop listening. I mean, you, we've talked about the people who listen to this podcast and how we're like not <laughs> giant fans of them. Yeah, I would not. We don't really like it. It's them. kind of weird. Like, when you make art, when let's say you make the Hunky Dory album and you're David Bowie, you never really know who you're creation is going to attract like you look at who listens to our podcast and it's like oh my god like they they like, a, a they like our podcast or honestly just like a couple a bunch of freaks like our fan community is just really like toxic and weird like the emails we get are so bizarre I like know, people we, asking we me like, like oh send us a picture really of your weird. feet
1: yeah and we get like really weird fan art and like it's just
0: weird that guy who sent us the picture of me with four penises and suction cups on my fingers. That was so weird. He's like, You come to me as this creature in my dreams every night. And I'm like, <laughs> Emailing him back, Why, why are you sending me this shit? Why are you sen- like, You, you were stop really emailing pressed.
1: me? You were really pressed about that. Like, how do they know what we look like?
0: Because there's those cars that keep cruising by our house and they're like looking inside. I'm pretty sure Listen, those are fans of our podcast. Wh-
1: whoever is stalking us, you need to stop.
0: I think that if we are talking about this, and you start to think, "Oh, I wonder if that's me." Chances are it is, and you're not the kind of person who should be listening you're not to the people cool. to the people that we do like who are listening. We're sorry, we <laughs> didn't mean to get into this. You know, you're you're one of the good ones.
1: We love you, we but love you. But, but, yeah.
0: but there are a lot of people who listen to this podcast who we are not down with, big time. They're
1: way not too creepy. Fucking stalking. <laughs>
0: It makes us really uncomfortable sometimes. Oh man, go. It's the talking about hunky dory. Gavini? Do wrapping up thoughts, Mira.
1: I think just listen to Hunky Dory, because it's a great album.
0: I think to conclude, I would say hunky dory has a lot of super iconic songs. It has an interesting, thought-provoking cover. It does. And I think it's it's a must it's a must listen.
1: It will fill you with joy.
0: But listen, it's it's hard to talk about one album when the one that follows it is so so iconic even even fish has done a full album live cover the album is the rise and fall of ziggy stardust and the spiders from mars
1: now this is when bowie's getting freaky
0: this is when bowie really you know hit the stratosphere i feel like this is his big icon moment it's really hard when you're like on the way up to being famous you have a little bit of a push i mean i think hunky dory was a huge hit you gotta follow up a huge hit with an even bigger hit.
1: He, and he makes a character called Ziggy Stardust and performs with this persona.
0: It's a concept album. Do you know what the story is with Ziggy?
1: You know, I think so.
0: <sighs> I'm gonna edit this part out. Yeah, you are. <laughs> this is star. He Things he'd blow our minds There's a star man Waiting in the sky He's told us not to blow it Cause he knows it's all worthwhile He told me Let the children lose it Let the children use it Let all the children do it This is like Straight up glam Disco Rock and roll it's really just, like, stepping into the musical world of his head. Yeah. And you've got iconic fits, his you've got the makeup, his... you've got the look. This is a big step up even more from Hunky Dory. But they Definitely. kind of have the same musical palette. This one is a little less twee and a little more disco. Yeah. This one I'm also has crazy. a little bit more of an orchestra sound on some tracks. I mean, this is just a sick album. And you know what? At the same time, he co-produced Transformer by Lee Reed classic album. Mm-hmm. He co-produced Raw Power by the Stooges.
1: He produced a lot of albums of like people he was friends with that were up and coming and he really helped their careers.
0: How crazy is it he releases this landmark album and produces two more classics in 1972?
1: He's just busting out all the albums.
0: I don't even know who you could compare. <laughs> some great covers out there. There's the Bauhaus version of Ziggy Stardust. There's those covers from The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Oh, yeah. And he I'm gonna be Spanish? real. I'm gonna be real with our audience before they even say something. I don't fuck with Wes Anderson. I know. Maybe when I was younger, but these days, it's just not hitting the same. But
1: when he had Hot Bowie, or was it in Portuguese?
0: I feel like when I was your age, I really vibed with those Portuguese covers of the Ziggy Stardust song. And I think you still wear my Ziggy Stardust t-shirt. I do. It's still in the rotation. I
1: stole it. I wear it all the time.
0: That's a classic shirt. Something kind of cool Bowie was doing in this period, too, was he was storing his urine in a freezer. Yeah. Which I think is a really cool way to stay grounded. (laughs) I may be producing classic albums. I may be recording classic albums.
1: Maybe it was his girlfriend. But my
0: piss still freezes. I still have a long way to go. You're
1: just like everybody else.
0: I think that we should start freezing our piss.
1: I was going to put my pee in my cremation necklace.
0: That's kind of cool. Like, I think it'd be kind of cool for us to start freezing our pee and then see, like, what happens.
1: Pee ice cubes.
0: See what our parents would say. Yeah. And we'll say Bowie did it when he was recording Ziggy Stardust. And we're, and we're recording and we're the Sister Power be. podcast.
1: Yeah. Same character.
0: That's kind of a cool idea. I think, I think we should, we should do, do it. it. Bowie yeah. is on something. Let's start doing it today. I already like, kind of have to pee.
1: It might have been the cocaine, but and we don't do cocaine, but I think this would be cool to connect with Bowie by freezing our pee as well.
0: Well, you know where we got to go after this. After Ziggy Stardust, it's a one-way street to the year 1973 and the album Aladdin, Aladdin, Sa- Aladdin Sane. Aladdin Sane. Aladdin- There's a lot to unpack with this album. Mira, I've got a question for you. It
1: seems very existential.
0: Before we even talk about the music, which I think is highly underrated for his early albums, Mm -hmm. this has probably the most classic image in his visual canon, which is the Ziggy Stardust character with a lightning bolt Mm -hmm. on their face. What do you think about this image?
1: I think... It's very cool. It's very alien-like. Just, like, the colors all go together so nicely. And the font
0: is really cool. The font is awesome. The hair is insane. That fucking mullet.
1: I know. That hair color is just crazy. I love it.
0: Here's my POV on the lightning bolt. I think that this image got a little bit larger than life. After he died, I remember seeing it everywhere. Yeah. I think a lot of people who maybe aren't the biggest David Bowie fans, like they haven't listened to this podcast, they think that this is just kind of a cool thing, kind of like the Joy Division Unknown Pleasures cover or maybe some Grateful Dead iconography. They just kind of take this and they say, this is kind of a cool symbol. Maybe it will speak to my individuality. Maybe it will make people think I have good taste i'm not a fan of that
1: i agree that's just so weird and not for what bowie stood for because he was all about individuality but why would you try to take this iconic trademark of bowie what do you don't even listen to him
0: wants to utilize this iconography for any purpose, you may only do it in service to the Aladdin Sane album by David Bowie. If you're wearing this shirt, you need to be able to say, oh, favorite song, uh, Panic in Detroit, or Cracked and, like, Actor. be
1: able to list like at least like, five songs.
0: Know the yeah. album, know its place in the discography, which we are explaining now. Yeah.
1: keep note.
0: Yeah, and you know what? If you want to just express your individuality, Here's an idea. Listen to our podcast. If you really want to have a unique personality, a unique element of your whatever persona you're trying to embody, listening to Sister Power is a great, great way to do it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's not like anybody else is listening to this podcast. We have, you know, we have many listeners, but most of them are freaks.
1: But listen, if we release merch, like t-shirts, and we see you wearing it, but you haven't listened to it,
0: Maybe what we should do is release a t-shirt with David Bowie with a lightning bolt on his face, and on the back, it'll say, I am an educated (laughs) enjoyer of the Aladdin Sane album, parentheses 1973, (laughs) by David Bowie, for both its aesthetic content... The quality of its music, and its place in his diverse and prolific discography.
1: And it can say like, I learned this from Sister Paul.
0: And then parentheses, and the lightning bolt as a piece in his visual canon ain't bad either. <laughs> so this has just That'd a giant really wall of text.
1: <laughs> I love this t-shirt idea. This yeah.
0: is of course a premium, uh, seventy-dollar yeah. online ceramics Only t-shirt. One available. Yeah.
1: Jimmy's
0: dad's great as the screams and people. The let yourself go. We've spent so long, long like talking man. about this album, and we haven't even gotten to the music. I, this is one of the first David Bowie albums that I got as an album. When I I kept hearing Suffragette City on the radio, on like a classic rock station, I was like, I really like this one, you know, I think this is better than like The Who or Led Zeppelin. I gotta get... Yeah, I gotta get the album. Make that statement. I couldn't get the Ziggy Stardust album, but the library... I had no money. The library did have Aladdin Sane. So I got Aladdin Sane... This album is way more rock and roll than Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. I mean, the reason I like it so much is it totally eliminates all the English twee folk influence that was still kind of around on Ziggy it's Stardust.
1: Gone. It's gone. This out. is
0: straight up like American rock and roll lineage. Watch That Man is a really good opening track. Aladdin Sane is great. Drive-In Saturday. I
1: love Drive-In Saturday.
0: Jean Genie.
1: The prettiest star he wrote about his current wife.
0: Yeah, this is a no, great album. And like... you know what? Like, as far as Ziggy Stardust era goes, I might have to give this one the honor of being the one I would go to. Because the Ziggy album I listened to so much. I mean, I, I blasted it. I wore it out. This one I man. I listened to a lot, but I kind of feel like I would go to it. Yeah. Do we really... I don't know if we need to talk about pinups. I'm really not a fan I of just this one.
1: don't listen to it. Um,
0: well, it's it's all covers. It's all, like, classic rock English covers.
1: It's not, like, an album I imagine when I go through my head and think of his albums. Like, it's one I would forget.
0: I mean, it came out the same year as Aladdin Sane, and I can see how.
1: And it has a really cool album cover.
0: You like the cover?
1: Yeah, I like it. I, he's with Twiggy. They're both wearing, like makeup masks kind of
0: Yeah, for some reason the cover of Pinups always made me really uncomfortable.
1: It's kind of uncomfortable, but that's what I like about it.
0: The production on Pinups makes it really hard to listen to. I feel like it's like really thin sounding. It just sounds like kind of dated to me. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because after this, the production got really interesting.
1: Yeah, this is just like a minor bump in the way. We all we all make errors.
0: It's a bump, but then I feel like a a huge major album came the the next year. This
1: album is crazy.
0: It's so crazy. You go 1972, 456 an album every year. Each album is so interesting. The
1: album we're talking about is Diamond Dogs in 1974.
0: After pinups, Bowie has his infamous last concert, retires on stage, people thought he was quitting, he was just giving up Getting his a new Ziggy character. Stardust persona. Yeah. I don't blame him. I would have gotten tired of it too.
1: Yeah, and you should be able to like make something new. Switch it out.
0: You gotta do your own thing.
1: This album is so cool. It's just like
0: It's the beginning of the plastic soul era.
1: It's crazy. And he has like this storyline with um like the diamond dogs and like it's just very like space agey to me, I feel like. He's not only talking about space, but it just feels, like, so futuristic.
0: I mean, the cover is awesome. I definitely really wanted to listen to it as soon as I saw the album art. It's crazy. The record label got mad at him because there was supposed to be a full half Bowie, half dog hybrid on the cover, complete with a dog's penis, which would basically be his penis. I think it's a damn shame that we didn't get that. I know. It would have been so much cooler.
1: Got your mother in
0: the world She's not sure if you're a boy or a girl Hey baby, your hair's alright Hey baby, let's go out tonight You like me and I like it all And listen, what is a Diamond dog? <laughs> Who knows? It's a great song.
1: Yeah.
0: Rebel, rebel, a classic.
1: Sweet thing, I. Lo- it's so underrated. The chant
0: of the ever-circling skeletal family <laughs> is a great closing song.
1: Big Brother, 1984. He used a lot of George Orwell as inspiration in
0: his lyrics. Here's my vibe on Diamond Dogs. Um, it has a little bit of a poppy orchestral disco vibe to me. He's getting away from rock and roll. I don't think that's a bad thing, but it sounds a little dated when you compare some of his other albums and how they hold up. My suggestion that I'm going to give to this David Bowie career visual aesthetic and listening guide is go for the Cracked Actor live album, which is on Spotify. Number one, it strips away some of the -the over-the-top Arrangements. There's not really any distorted guitar. It's very, like, funky and vibey.
1: And all the songs just, like, flow right after each other. It sounds like all one big song to me.
0: It's good. And you know what? We got Young Americans next up. Oh, yeah. Young Americans is so Let's sick.
1: Throw. That's one of my favorite albums. I mean, it's short, but every song on there is just so good.
0: Baby, loose. The cover is kind of freaky.
1: I love it. It's always been one of my favorites.
0: He's wearing like a blue button up shirt, some giant wrist. bracelets, and a cigarette. This is like the glamour shot of Bowie. I mean, he looks it's totally so slow, different from the Ziggy Stardust era.
1: Really
0: cool it's a sick cover.
1: His hair is just like on point.
0: In a weird way, it kind of looks just like the album sounds. I mean, you've got the title track, win, fascination, fame, some great tracks.
1: This is like...
0: It's actually kind of hard to... It's only eight songs, too. Yeah. And it hits really hard.
1: And he's getting super into, like, soul and funk. And he's just having this really big change in style. Right There's now. no more
0: English influence. It's like all American. There's no yeah. more tweeness. He's
1: like very western now.
0: The production is so sick too. Like it's such a great palette. Every instrument is spot on. And his, good bass, good horns, good guitar, good drums. His fashion good sound. sense
1: right now, like he wasn't really using costumes on stage anymore. It was kind of just like very like elaborate, classy looks. I mean,
0: I'm into that majorly. I really like. When Bowie exited the whole Ziggy era and just kind of became like, okay, I'm David Bowie. When you hear the name David Bowie, you know you're getting something good. Yeah. You're getting something out there. You're getting something special.
1: Yeah.
0: And he lives on to this day. He does. And as we continue to go through album by album and we we have our takes, we have our thoughts, we have our criticisms, you'll see... We know what we're talking about.
1: We're experts.
0: There's good stuff on the way.
1: We went to the Bowie Museum. We're experts. Okay.
0: I kind of see how this next album happened. You've got soul and funk influence. You're moving away from the disco. And you know what else you've got? You've got serious, serious music. Serious music coming out of Germany. Yeah. Bowie's hearing it. He's like whoa he's like what's this
1: also to know craft
0: work, who are they Can Noi? Noi he's like I'm kind of I know I know Noi I'm kind of into this he's kind of vibing out and you know what he's yeah. like yeah I'm still kind of into soul and funk but I'm also kind of into craft work. and he makes one of maybe my favorite of his albums I don't know what to say it's just so sick it's just so good what album it is? Station to Station
1: They love you. Opening doors and pulling some strings.
0: Angel comes the beat. Every if every, every song <laughs> is so good on this album.
1: It's a really short album. It's but even it's shorter.
0: So, it's so good though.
1: And this is this is when he has this new persona called like The Thin White Do. Which some people have beef with.
0: What do they say that they have beef with? They thought
1: that he was, like, a fascist. And there's that picture of him in a car doing what looked like a Nazi Mm -hmm. salute, And he made some comments during this time in some interviews that were, like, questionable about fascism and whether, like, Hitler was good or not. But listen, he was on so much cocaine right now. (laughs) No,
0: this is, like, a coked-up, paranoid, freaky version of Young Americans. He was on so much
1: drugs. Like, his diet was literally cocaine, red peppers, and milk. And he was super skinny.
0: We should do the David Bowie Thin White Duke Challenge. For seven days, all (laughs) we'll consume are red peppers, milk, and cocaine. Oh my gosh. And we'll store our urine in the freezer.
1: (laughs) No, and it's like, if you-
0: Actually, I'm going to send this out to our listeners.
1: Send our frozen urine to them?
0: Do the Thin White Duke Challenge. 7 days red peppers milk and cocaine and see what see what comes out of it David <laughs> Bowie did it and he made station to station
1: he did make a great piece of art but also it's kind of like sad looking back at photos of him then because he was like so skinny and you could tell like he's going through this stuff and he's in LA which he's is a good skinny for king. him Yeah, but he was, like, more skinny
0: then. He thought witches were trying to steal his (laughs) semen, okay? It's natural. You lose some weight if you're stressed out about the witches. You know, we haven't even talked about the music yet. There's already so much swirling around this era, 1976. I mean, fuck, it's almost the 80s. He's been at this for, like, almost 10 years. Look at David Bowie, the self-titled album, to Station to Station. Like, damn. That's a lot of growth. And here's what I say. There is not another album on God's sacred and blessed earth that sounds like Station to Station. It's its own genre. I do wish Golden Years was less overplayed because it's such a good song, but I've heard it so many times now. Yeah,
1: that's
0: I'm true. glad that the song Station to Station is 10 minutes long because it's I think so that long. means you listen to it less and it's really, really good and it stays really good. Yeah. Another one I really like, you know, Word on a Wing. Ooh, yeah, so and then cool. Stay stay's has really way. good, like, thumpy bass. If you were to listen to the song Stay, turn the bass up all the way, turn the volume up all the way, You'll, you'll be shucking and jiving to that bass. It, it's so thumpy. It sounds so good. If you could take every instrument and every setting on this album, I mean, you'd be good. You'd have perfect bass, perfect drums, perfect guitar. There's not any distortion, I feel like, on the album. It's all, like, phased-out, chorusy guitar. Mm-hmm. And you've got that voice. That you've got that angel's voice. voice. It's never sounded better. It's never sounded
1: I think he sounds better in the 80s, but even but now it's great.
0: His voice got deeper in the 80s. Yeah.
1: But this is like his voice is still like I think like a tenor here, still kind of high pitched and it's just like angelic.
0: I mean, this is still when I think in quality he was on the way up to maybe a plateau of a lot of albums being equally good. Mm-hmm. I mean, this might be the high point for me. I just love it so much. And if I was to listen to a David Bowie album, I'd go for either this or Never Let Me Down, which we'll talk about more later. Oh um, yeah, no. This is one of the best celebrity mugshots of any celebrity. He's ever. just
1: looking at the camera, smirking. Like you found my weed? Yeah, you did. What about it?
0: <laughs> he only got arrested for weed?
1: Yeah, they found weed in his hotel room.
0: What's the story? They could
1: have found a lot worse. R- literally, just like cops came in and found his weed, and they arrested him. And he was in like a small town. So
0: I imagine like, he needed he it. Come down to haul I- that coat.
1: One thing that people always think is that his eyes are different colors. They're not.
0: I know that they're actually not. Yeah. What's the story?
1: So the story is when he was younger, he and his best friend, I forgot his name, but he eventually like worked with him on some of the albums. Um, They got into a fight over a girl. And so his friend had been like dating this girl. Then Bowie asks the girl out, even though he knows his friend is dating her. And then he decides to punch him in the eye, and it permanently leaves one of his eyes dilated. It was that or go blind, so. I think it's very interesting.
0: You know, it's a solid piece of his visual canon. The fact that one of his pupils was permanently dilated. It
1: just made him more iconic. It is, him. It's
0: just very, very cool. There's no one else on Earth who has one permanently dilated pupil, and if there is... I've never met them. He also made one of your favorite movies around this time, didn't he? He
1: did. He made the film The Man Who Fell to Earth, which is, like, my all-time favorite. In the movie, Bowie comes to Earth as an alien, and he's looking for water to bring back to his home planet, and he kind of gets, like, sidetracked with, like, sex and drugs and alcohol, and the government figures out he's an alien, and it's just, like, a really freaky story. And it's a really cool movie, and it's very Bowie. And he was writing the music for the movie, the movie soundtrack, but they didn't use it. So he ended up using that music on the album Low, which is our next album.
0: That was a beautiful, perfect episode. That was exciting. Mira, you have so many good ideas. I know. Thank you. You understand Bowie better than anyone.
1: I think you're right. You know what we haven't
0: even gotten to? We've done two episodes already. We still have the Berlin Trilogy. We still have the commercial peak of the 1980s. I can't wait. We have the 90s. I can't get We have the 2000s. We have... The 2010s Perfect time I'm excited <laughs> for next week I don't think I'll be able to sleep We're gonna be up on that Alright thanks a lot for listening <laughs> We will catch you on the flip side <laughs> Bye bye Sister power.